0: is adding a new item to its hot food lineup, Fish Bites. I know they've been busy, but how does the CDC let this slip through the cracks? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, But this is nice. If you order the Fish Bites, they just automatically hand you the bathroom key. (laughs) There's a great way to get the vaccine. Anybody can get it now, and all you have to do is move to Alaska. Alaska became the first state to offer the vaccine to every resident over the age of 16, which of all places, the one state where everyone is already socially distant, people move to Alaska just to be six feet apart from each other. A murder suspect in California was mistakenly released from jail yesterday due to a data entry error. Dibs! said netflix
1: from the after nine podcast studios this is the award-winning after nine with scott and kat oh hello good people how are you
0: you know that music is just inspirational you can tell when you hear this playing in the background that something great's about to happen and I'd love to tell you it's going to be great, but we're going to see how this goes, everybody. Welcome to another edition of After 9. We are uh, now a year into the COVID-19 pandemic. A year later, totally fucked up everything we had planned for a year. Now we're still dealing with it a year later. So before we get into, I, I want to talk about uh, guys and how they're just ridiculous when it comes to women. And we're going to talk about how much you're masturbating lately. and Not you specifically. <laughs> Although if you want to weigh in, you can. And we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things like that. But first, just quickly on the pandemic. Last March, when they declared it a pandemic, people were like, "Huh? oh, wow. That sounds serious. Good thing it's not here. And then there was an infection in the NBA. And then they canceled the rest of the NBA season Mm -hmm. or or they put it on indefinite hiatus. And then people got sent home from work. Schools closed. and, And I think for the most part. We went into that fairly blindly, just blindly following our leaders and, and listened to them when they said, well, you know, I mean, it, it, it's every two weeks that the virus seems to repeat itself. So we're going to have to lock everybody down for a couple of weeks. And we'd heard things like two weeks to flatten the curve. It's been a year, a year since COVID began. It's funny because I asked people on Facebook today, a year later, what are you prepared to admit you were wrong about? All the shit that's happened on social media for the last year and people have put out some outrageous theories like this is all part of a new world order where the government's going to loan you money and then you're too broke to pay it back and then they're going to take your home and your business and all that sort of shit. Uh, Detention camps.
1: There was a lot of stupid ones. Like, never mind the people who thought this was a legit zombie apocalypse. It was going to begin. The next phase of this illness would be some kind of a zombie formation. Like, there were some really out there ones, too.
0: What are you prepared to admit you were wrong about? It's amazing how many people said schools. They were wrong about distance learning. And it's funny because it was the perfect storm. If you think back to this time last year, up until March the 11th, 2020. The biggest thing that we were talking about was all the labor disruptions in the schools. Teachers were fighting tooth and nail to make sure that we don't have to subject our kids to distance learning. That's <laughs> bullshit. Lo and behold, it's become the new norm, and it's probably not going away. A lot of people said they didn't expect that to work, but it actually did work. Um What is it? A a lot of people saying, I believed Teresa Tam. (laughs) (laughs) I did, too. On the no
1: masks specifically or what?
0: The masks, the borders. It's funny because it was right around this time last year that Teresa Tam, our chief medical officer of health for all of Canada, stood up and said, masks won't help. Yeah. Yeah. Masks won't help.
1: And like I said in the I think it was just in the podcast yesterday, those kinds of things are probably the reason why they seem they seem a lot more hesitant to really say what's going to happen next. Right. Because of of all of the mistakes that they made and the people going, right, right. We believe you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how many people felt bad. Because we had said, okay, uh, this virus is over there in Wuhan, and, and apparently there's a case that got confirmed in California, and, oh, fuck, I hope it doesn't come here. And people were saying, well, then close the borders. Close the borders. Don't let anybody in. And Teresa Tam came out and said, no, that's racist. And people actually felt bad, like, oh, fuck me. I'm a racist now. You're right. I guess we shouldn't close the borders. That's not fair. Meanwhile, it wasn't even a year later. We did close the borders, and it's helped. It's helped a lot. So, I mean, the twists and turns of the last year are pretty crazy. I uh, uh, I couldn't have imagined when we started this shit a year ago that this would still be going on because I was naive in believing them that, well, if we just stay home for a couple of weeks, the virus will die out and then we can get back to normal. <laughs> and then when they said, guys, we're going to ask you to wear masks for a little bit because it'll help slow the spread. I believe them then, too. It was end of June, beginning of July. They started making the masks mandatory. And then as the summer went on, the numbers went down. And I thought, wow, that was a fucking weird couple of months. But all right, let's get back to normal. Bam. Second wave. And I don't think we're in a third wave right now. I really don't, especially with all the vaccines going out. It's pretty remarkable that people 60 to 64 who were initially told not until June, June, maybe early July, you'll get vaccinated. There's doctor's offices and pharmacies across Ontario phoning their 60 to 64-year-old patients right now saying, yeah, we need to book you in for a vaccine. When do you want to come in?
1: Yep, that's great.
0: That's awesome. That's really you know, good I mean, days. the vaccine rollout was a holy disaster for a few months there, but it's turned around. There's 8 yeah. million vaccines coming in this month, and as much as you can... If you shit on the government when they when all that delay shit was happening for those couple of months, then you got to give them credit now. And yeah. that's exactly what I'm doing, giving them credit because it was slow to start and it wasn't perfect. But now we've, we're have we getting vaccines out.
1: there. And from what I've heard too, the process of getting those for those who have been able to so far has been pretty seamless. You know, aside from it's been holder, harder for the older people to maybe figure out, apparently once they they do get assistance for it, though, it's quite easy. So. Kudos for that, too, because that could have gone terribly, terribly wrong as well.
0: One other one here that I really like in asking people, what were you wrong about? People that can admit they were wrong about the abilities of old people. Mm. Somebody commented, I was wrong. I honestly thought there is no way my grandmother, who's in her 80s, is going to be able to figure out how to order groceries online and Mm -hmm. do click and collect. Now she'll probably never go to a grocery store again (laughs) since she discovered out how to discovered how to do it. I don't blame grandma. I don't blame grandma. You know what? Grandma, grandpa, even moms and dads. If you weren't necessarily all that tech savvy and the pandemic forced you to, I don't know, buy a Chromebook or an iPad and start FaceTiming and shopping online and stuff like that. Now, you know, there's an easier way. Why would you go back to the grocery store and deal with the shit unless it's for something very specific? Go ahead. Click and collect all day long. You stay inside where you're safe until everybody's vaccinated and then we're good to go. Um, When it comes to the pandemic. As it turns out, more and more people. Have been touching themselves, Mm. doing the dirty single handedly. Or maybe double-handedly. I don't know. I mean, it's completely up to you how you do it. Some people do it different ways. Um, It's a new research project to coincide with the one-year anniversary. And here's what they found. One of the main ways we've spent the extra time at home in the past year is repeatedly masturbating. Three (laughs) out of 10 people are doing it more than once a day. Let me say that one more time. 30% of people are masturbating more than once a day.
1: Wow. Is that like wakey, wakey hand on snaky, And then like before a little before bed action too, or what?
0: I don't know if it's like a middle of the day in between meetings kind of deal or first thing in the morning, end of the night, take an extra shower. Who the fuck knows? The average single person says they've done it three times a day over the past year. How horny are you? Like I mean, I've got a pretty healthy sex drive, but I'm fucking busy. I don't have time to (laughs) pull it three times a day. But I
1: mean, I think you, I think you said it there. There's some people who've been unemployed throughout this entire thing that have you know maybe worked here or there or decided to you know being on EI is worth more than than working, which is very unfortunate. And what if they're not doing too much? uh, They're scrolling on their phone. They're feeling horny. Then they're going to do it.
0: But if three times a day is the average. Half of people are doing it more often than that. Like, how do you fit anything else into the day? It's almost like you've got to put it in your calendar or something like that.
1: that well, again, I go back to, there's some things, people don't have much going on. Like, All right, I get up in my sweatpants, but oh, I better fucking touch myself first. Then I'll get my, my other sweatpants on, get ready for the day, and then have my cereal and check the news. And well, I'm going to go f- touch myself again, like. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Just it's out interesting. of loneliness or maybe out of just sheer boredom.
0: It's interesting that you went there because maybe it is loneliness. Maybe it is boredom or maybe it is sweatpants. We're all wearing them a lot more than we used to. We decided in the last year we want to be more comfortable when we're lounging around. And the best part about sweats is no button to undo. Yeah. You can just Al Bundy it, slide your hand down your pants and then a little, oh, oh hey, hey, how do you do?
1: Yeah, it is much harder when you're wearing jeans.
0: (laughs) This is true. 59% of people say they have no plans to stop with their new higher frequency amount of masturbation once everything opens up again. One in 10 say they actually like (laughs) masturbating more than sex with other people now
1: oh well i mean you know what you like what an
0: anti-social shitty attitude
1: <laughs> well i mean but that you, you know what you like and you go in and you get it and you get out and there's no before thought and there's no afterthought and you you get exactly what you like if, if it's not another person then you're just getting the ta-da moment The orgasm, and that's all you're really there for in some cases, maybe. There are some people who used to fuck around and go on Tinder dates for that exact reason. That's all they really wanted. So maybe that's, that's all they, I don't know, if that's all they're getting from it, then they're just as happy.
0: Would this be a case of work smarter, not harder? Like, if I can get that orgasm in a minute, why the fuck am I screwing yeah. around with dates and, and, and stuff like that? Yeah.
1: I mean, let's flip the script for a second because you said, don't, have pe- don't people have shit to do? Maybe this is their way of actually saving time. Like, I would have had to whine and dine and take this person out and wait 12 dates or whatever the fucking recommendation is. I'm just going to fuck myself. It's way easier. These,
0: um uh solo sessions as we'll call them they say have led to some pretty jaw dropping orgasms over a third 34 (laughs) percent, say they experienced the best orgasm of their life during the pandemic do
1: you think it has to do with maybe once you got started doing it a little bit more maybe venture out a little bit and you bring other things into the mix and maybe you know maybe I mean, is there specifics on whether it's just you solo or whether you've used a device to help you out with it?
0: Mm. There's not as many devices for guys, though. So I think that might be a more female thing. You guys
1: have fake assholes and fleshlights and all kinds of shit. Are you kidding me?
0: Okay, but let's be fair here, though. I mean, girls, there's no shortage of things. They they vibrate and they'll fucking talk to you and all sorts <laughs> they of whistle. Shit. They, do they whistle. Yeah. Right. You can suction cup into the wall and all sorts of shit. Like there's n- basically nothing a female could want that isn't available now. And some of them are cheap. You can get probably not a good one, but you can get a, a vibrator that will get the job done for under 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Guys. Oh, if you want that fake asshole, it'll well, be 300 bucks.
1: What? Why? Our fake ass doesn't cost that much, does it? Well, if you want, like, the, cheek- the, the, cheeks the real the dolls, dolls are expensive. Oh, okay, of course, yes, yeah. Just the cheeks and the hole, I'm sure, go for much less. How do you leave, but how do you leave a sex shop, like, it- with that in your With possession? that big fucking box. <laughs> it's like a box with an ass in it.
0: <laughs> like do you mind a- if I just park you out front for a second so I can load it in?
1: <laughs> it's got a big, like, sign on the side of the box. Like, this is the best asshole you'll ever have. <laughs> <Dig in.
0: laughs> it's true though it, it's relatively easy for women because there are so many different options for guys what you've got your your dolls and you've got your uh, like you said your fake assholes and you've got your flashlights. but th- that's basically about it yeah. i mean other than your suction cup thingies and stuff like that there's not a ton girls you've got it made no wonder you're masturbating more often <laughs> by the way of those who are single that were surveyed said they used to be embarrassed about masturbating. But since the pandemic began, they've become a lot more open to it. They say the new embrace of masturbation stems from the fact that 39% of respondents have experienced a dry spell in their sex life since March. 59% of those don't plan on breaking their dry spell anytime soon. So they're just going to keep on beating it.
1: Keep on cranking
0: one in 10 of those looking to extend their dry spell in a post COVID world intend to do so because they prefer masturbating. See, and this is why you should have made your move before the pandemic began. You know, that person that you've had your eye on for a while and then the pandemic hit and things kind of went off the rails. Maybe you're thinking, Oh, now's the time I'm going to swoop in and make my move. Uh, uh-uh. they're, they're loving their hands now or they're, suction cup dildo or whatever the yeah. fuck it is they got they're just too into that now you've blown your chance cuz you waited too long
1: sorry i got plans with my rabbit
0: <laughs> on average those who are single have not had sex with someone in 17 weeks roughly 4 months mm-hmm. yeah so i'm not i'm also not surprised that masturbation became more popular it was harder to see people really hard to see people so yeah I'm home and nothing going on now my sweats on let yeah. me find the, the the rabbit or the fucking dolphin or whatever it is and I'm gonna have some fun
1: <laughs> whatever it is it squeaks and shit it's great
0: <laughs> it whistled at me it was so cool <laughs> Uh, Do you have the uh, audio there that you played on our FM radio show today? We're we're on 91.5 The Beat in Kitchener every weekday morning. And Kat does a a segment called What's Trending? And it's really just the things that people are talking about that day. And and today, What's Trending, which is typically an entertainment thing, involved a little bit of sports.
1: Okay, so you want to do the sports one first? Because I got a couple of things.
0: Yeah, I want to do uh, uh, Bieber and his insane crush on Austin Matthews. And then... After that, we'll talk about uh, Prince William, who spoke this morning.
1: Yeah. So first of all, I think everyone who loves Justin Bieber or even loves the Leafs knows that Justin has a huge, like he's a massive fan of the Leafs, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes farther than that because Justin has the power to do so. He becomes friends with the the Leafs and they're all around his age-ish, right? So why would it not make sense that he would be friendly with them? And he is friends with Austin Matthews uh, as one example. So yesterday he was on uh, Instagram Live as he revealed that he has created a new music video for Hold On. Hold On is the latest song he released. And the first music video was about something completely different. And then you watch the video and listen to the song here about the Leafs. And it also resonates with Leafs fans. So if you haven't heard it yet, Leafs fans, and you're not a Bieber fan, just listen to the song Hold On. You'll see what I mean. Because we're all just holding on as Leafs fans. But he went on Instagram Live with Austin Matthews. This is what that uh, sounded like.
0: It's three forty hardest person to defend in the NHL. Hardest person to defend. Uh, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. No, that's a good I mean there's so many good players. It's it's kinda of hard to just one but for sure. I mean we played against Buffalo quite like Eichel's really good. Playing against them really strong. But I mean I got like David obviously really, really fast and does everything that's a, he's, uh, he's hooked up with and um in a way so I'll be with him. does it hurt does it hurt to be the you know the guy with the best mustache in the league does that does that affect I you? yours, yours. Oh, one, I know one. I miss it too but Haley much. was Haley was gonna freaking kill me I wasn't you know I was gonna be able to sleep in the bed so I needed to shave it I could see that yeah but Hi, hey, man, I really appreciate you. Um, you bring so much joy to so many people. You put in so much work to be, to get to where you are. Um, I, you inspire me. I look up to you in a lot of ways, and um, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.
1: Thanks, Brian. By the way, um, uh, <laughs> first of all, Austin Matthews is the one with the shitty Wi-Fi. In case you're wondering, he's, I was
0: wondering that. His yeah.
1: Wi-Fi not up to snuff. I'm not sure if he's. I'm assuming he's in a hotel right now
0: hundred million dollars can't get good Wi-Fi can't what? get good
1: Wi-fi see not like none of us win none of us win in this country it, it seems to be uh actually he's not even here is he
0: uh no he's in Toronto right now oh okay yeah the, it's uh, Leafs versus Jets tonight in Toronto
1: right okay so i I don't know I think that bromance, though is cute I mean i I, I like it because I think it brings attention to the Leafs and I'm always for that maybe that's just maybe that's it for me is that I just like the fact that Justin Bieber much like Drake to the Raptors. Brings attention to a team that all of us—oh, uh, I shouldn't say all of us love. I know there's going to be like Habs fans listening. They're going to DM some some shit to me later. That's fine. But I do like that that we have Justin Bieber on our side in one way, and that is uh, being a hardcore Leafs fan and showing his love and support. And millions of people watch his videos all the time, so I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's an interesting comparison, Justin to the Leafs, what Drake is to the Raptors. Drake is their official global ambassador. I don't know if Justin Bieber is ever going to be named global ambassador for the Leafs, but if he was to be named that, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, he's a hockey kid who grew up in Stratford. That's awesome. But when it comes to Bieber, I mean, number one, that was a weird interview. Bieber interviewing Austin Well, Matthews. it wasn't
1: really, I mean, let's hold off and call it an interview. It was a buddy talking to a buddy on Instagram live. <laughs>
0: Okay, so that's fine. Bieber really crushes hard on Matthews. (laughs) Yes, And I wonder because we all remember it was almost just over a year ago. We knew that they were hanging out and there was video of Bieber playing hockey with. It was Matthews, Marner and who was the other one? There was another one. Maybe Morgan Riley. He was just playing some shinny with them. He rented a rink and invited the guys. That must have been a weird phone call for Austin Matthews to get. Hey, uh, it's Justin Bieber. You want to come down to Cambridge and play some hockey? (laughs) And they did. They just jumped in a limo or a car that Bieber sent for them, and they hooked it up. And they've been buddies ever since. But it really seems like Justin crushes hard on Matthews. And it it works both ways. Anytime you see Austin Matthews or many of the times that you see him, he's wearing Bieber's clothing line. Yeah, he's wearing that
1: Drew line.
0: They do shout outs back and forth. I love that. I think that's fucking great yeah. that they're buddies like that. And I mean, Bieber is not good enough to play in the NHL, but he's also no slouch when it comes to hockey. So it, they they have something in common. Sure. That's kind of neat. Yeah. I think it's good.
1: I like it, too. Uh,
0: while we're talking about um, uh, questions, interview style questions, because that's <laughs> what it sounded like to me. OK, L- let's talk about Prince William, who this morning was out and about with uh, Duchess Kate and a reporter was uh, uh, knew they were going to be there and showed up and was ready to ask a question. A follow-up on what we saw with Harry and Meghan on Sunday.
1: Okay, and first and foremost, I'm surprised he said a thing at all. But let's let you guys listen in. It was It was very short. It only lasted about 15 seconds here. But obviously, William would be asked this question, and he knew it when he stepped out in public. There's two questions here. The second one might make you laugh your ass off. Here's what happened early this morning
0: sir have you broke have you spoken to your brother since the interview no, i haven't spoken yet but i will do and, and can you just let me know is the, the royal family a racist family sir <laughs> no, we're very much not a racist family
1: is the royal family a racist family what in the holy fuck did you think he was going to say to that you what kind of a that, and the, what a turnaround. I mean, from have you talked to your brother? Great. Are you a fucking
0: racist? <laughs> right? I mean, that escalated so quickly. So quickly. And I don't know who that reporter is, but that reporter's got balls. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. We all know how to do it, right? I mean, you've interviewed some of the biggest stars in the world. I've interviewed some of the biggest stars in the world. And we all get it, right? Like, we ask him a couple of nice, friendly softball questions and then, boom, catch him off guard with the big one. And I'm trying to figure out if that was this guy's strategy here and it just escalated really quickly or if he thought he was going to have more time. Right. But holy shit. Have you spoken to your brother? No. Are the Royals racist? Like, oh, what, what? What were
1: you hoping for? What were you... And to be even asked that question, like, could you imagine what William really wants to say? Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude?
0: He probably wanted to punch him in the yeah, face. like, are you
1: fucking kidding me? Like, get out of here with that shitty question. Get out of mm-hmm. here.
0: Well, I mean, we're going to do... What many others will today, completely overanalyze that answer. Sure. So <laughs> we're very much not racist. OK, that's his answer. He wasn't going to say anything other than that. So that's fine. That's all well and good. The first question, though, have you spoken to your brother? And what was it? He said, no, but I will. Was no, that the answer? yeah, he
1: hasn't yet. Kate, that's the part. And, and to me, that's the only part that that re- resonated with me was like, I don't know. And he could be lying. We all know this. But how do you, know, do you know how big this is? You've seen what happened. He talked about you, and you truly haven't spoken to him. Now, this could mean anything. And, and I'm sure he might have said it so that there were no follow-up questions, right? It's easier to say, no, not yet, but I will. Then, yeah, I have, but it's been very, you know, odd because I texted him and then he called me back and then, like, we had a little bit of an argument so then I hung up on him, but then, then he texted me again and we've been texting ever since. Like, you're not going to go into detail, so what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. I think maybe he was more leaning towards, I'm going to lie just because I don't want to accept any questions. I, it would blow my mind if, honest to goodness, either Harry didn't reach out to William or William didn't reach out to Harry following this interview. Now, that said... If you think about how the question is phrased, see how we're breaking this down, everyone? Yep. You with me? Yep. If you hear how the We're question, like the
0: tabloids in the UK.
1: Yeah. If you hear how the question was phrased, he asked, have you spoken to him since the interview? It's highly possible that before the interview aired, and and I mean, after it was filmed, in between that time, Harry had spoken to his brother, and William highly had spoken with Harry. Yep. We don't know hey. what happened. And by the way, that was about five, five days to a week from when it was filmed with Oprah, to when it went to air uh, in the states, which was on Sunday, and Canada, which was here on Sunday night. So to me, it's quite possible that William and Harry did in fact speak before the interview aired to give him a heads up as to yes, I talked about you. Basically, this is what I said. Just so you know, you're my brother. I love you always. I say that, and I will say that to you again and again. Do you think there's a possibility of that? And when he yep. answered the question, he was truthful. Have you spoke to him since it?
0: No. Okay. So there's two little nuances there. Number one. You're 100% right. It's highly possible that after Harry and Meghan did the interview, but before it aired, Harry, who said in the interview that it's not really a bad relationship with William, it's just distant right now.
1: They're giving each other space.
0: They're giving each other space, yeah. yeah. It's highly possible that Harry, after that, reached out to William to give him a heads up about what was coming. That wouldn't surprise me at all, because even Harry who has great respect for the family lineage and the tradition of the monarchy would want to give the future King of England a heads up that he kind of just buried the whole family. That's possible. Or maybe it just got him thinking about it. Like what the fuck am I arguing with William for, you know, like what am I arguing about? Or even to give William a heads up that, Hey, bro, uh, my wife just said something about your wife, and it could get really weird for you at home for the next couple of days. So just giving you a heads up that you might want to stay in a hotel for the next couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. The other thing, too, is from that question, it was have you spoken to your brother since the interview aired? He didn't say have you communicated with your brother since the interview aired? All he did was say we haven't spoken, and that's probably true. They could have been texting nonstop. They, there could have been some emails back and forth. Hmm. Could have been a fucking carrier pigeon. Who knows?
1: And <laughs> Do you think he really, I mean, William, again, I, I, when you see how quickly this happens, though, do you think William really was going to answer the, the, the honest to goodness truth? Probably, probably not. I think he just went along with what was easiest, like we said. And he probably didn't even hear them fully. Like honestly, over the sound of the camera clicks alone, he probably all he heard was "Have you talked to your brother?" Yeah, no, I know, no, whatever. I'm not sure he really. I'm not sure he told the truth. But if he didn't, I mean, I hope they do speak soon. You don't want to see a fa- you do. You, people love watching a family implode, basically, right? Like we're all mm-hmm. into this, but we actually all agree we don't really want this for them, right? Right. Most people?
0: (laughs) Well, not between William and Harry. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't care if there's not a great relationship between Prince Charles and Prince Harry. I mean, clearly it's very strained if there was a time when Prince Charles wasn't even taking his calls. So obviously there either is or was a pretty substantial issue there. And it likely had to do with Harry's decision to leave royal duties. Mm Mm-hmm. William doesn't really have to get involved if he doesn't want to. I mean, he can be Switzerland in this whole case and just be neutral and be an ear to to listen for both sides. But I think the issue really is, though, between Charles and Harry. And if William wants to take sides, I guess that's totally up to him. But he doesn't need to. He's not in a position where he has to. All he has to do is say, we're not a racist family and wait to become king mm-hmm. and prove it. That's all he has to do. Yeah. Uh, I am glad, though, that they didn't throw the queen under the bus because I think that there was a lot of concern that uh, the queen was, I don't know, a, a racist or the queen was whatever. And and it's nice that people are really starting to separate whatever happened from the queen herself, yeah. which is good. Agreed. Uh, quickly here, because I don't want to go too long today. Thursdays, we like to make them just a little bit quicker. But I do want to fit this in because I think it's an interesting thing. We all know that guys will do a lot. To get laid Mm -hmm. or to get attention from women. A new study out of State University from New York at Oswego found that if a woman wants a man to do her a favor, there's pretty much nothing more effective than if it uh, looks like it's a little cold outside, if you know what I mean.
1: Oh, okay. Hard nipples.
0: If guy can see the boobs through the shirt, he is a puddle. He'll do whatever she fucking wants. Now backed up by science. I'll tell you more. The researchers had men look at pictures of women, some of whom were poking through their shirt, some of whom were not. Then the researchers asked men about various things they'd uh, be willing to do in that situation. The men who saw more nippular photos, is that a word? Nippular? nippular?
1: nippular? <laughs> I don't know. Nipplish. Nip 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 nippy photos?
0: Guys who saw some nips um, were pretty much willing to do just about anything that the woman asked, like uh, even lending a hundred bucks to a total stranger. Guys just get totally out of their element and totally fixated when they see hard nipples.
1: Did they compare it to um, or does it say anything about cleavage just straight up? If it's cleavage, it works the same as hard nipples or this is very specific. They've tested a lot of different boobs in different scenarios.
0: Well, the men who saw the uh, the nipples were willing to do more, they said, and the researchers found that women were less likely to say they do favors for perked up women in the photos far less than men were willing to do. So it only works on guys like ladies. You can't just show up and uh, throw some ice cubes down there, down your bra for a sec, nips out and say, hey, can you help me move? It, it doesn't work like that on women, <laughs> but it does work that way on men. Now, Cleavage. <laughs> doesn't appear to have been studied in this. Oh, okay. But I will tell you that it works. It works. Guys see cleave breasts of any kind. We're almost kind of cavemen like in that sense, yeah. really. I yeah. mean, oh, fucking tits. I used to love those things when I was younger. Okay, fine. And boom. You're, you're basically mush. You'll just do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad if you stop and think about well, it. Really,
1: I'm glad you brought yourself to that conclusion. But, <laughs> but it is sad, it's true, and it's but it's 100 percent accurate. I mean, you're not kidding. You get more att- you. It's a noticeable thing getting more attention when it has anything to do with your boobs than anything else. Absolutely.
0: Okay, well, let me ask you though. What's more sad? What's more sad? The fact that guys are much more willing to do things for women if they see the nips all perked up, or women that would exploit that information intentionally. Yep. Well, ice cube there, get them all perked up because I'm going to ask him to loan me a 50 bucks.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's sad too. It's, it's equal parts sad if you're doing it on purpose just to get something. But at the same time, I know that it, I know that it happens and I'm probably not completely innocent in, in knowing and being aware as a woman with boobs, that it can change. It can change the way someone else might you or it might impact you in one way or another i mean we're aware of it when you have boobs you're you're very aware of it so sometimes you might even unintentionally do something knowing full well that it's more bound to get you what you want so Mm. and that's and and again i'm not it it is sad it is sad in some cases and it's also sad if if this survey that says guys are willing to do basically anything for a set of hard nips like I, I know. We should all just shake our heads, really. It's all a bunch of disappointment, isn't it?
0: You ever wake up in the morning and look at the forecast and think, ooh, minus one. Today's going to be my day.
1: Never. No. <laughs> but, I, but I also own good bras, so.
0: A bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple? <laughs> oh, there is a nip in the air, though. <laughs> uh, a couple quick headlines. Man took a BMW for a test drive and stole it. Oh. Uh. Okay, that's horrible. But we're hearing a lot of those stories lately. Uh, Police might want to keep an eye on that. So he goes in, takes a BMW, goes for a test drive on his test drive. He decided to stop off at a bank. He robbed it and then took the cash back to the dealership to buy the car.
1: Stop. (laughs) What 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 are you thinking? (laughs) What are you thinking?
0: It was a 2019 Black BMW. This happened in Texas. He robbed a bank on the test drive, went back to the dealership and said, I like it. I think I'm going to buy it. You know, he he was in court this week. He pled guilty to bank robbery and was sentenced to a maximum 20 years in prison. He's eligible for parole in 10. Wow. (laughs)
1: Like, congratulations, you moron. But Uh listen, this is what I want. And it just dawned on me now. And I think you and me would be perfect for this. What I want is a special... I want our own Oprah-like show where we interview dumb criminals after Uh the fact. Yeah. Like, I need to know more. Like, what the fuck were you thinking was going to happen? Did you really think, hey, A, I'm going to drive this car and steal it, B, hmm, Wait a minute. I think it'd be better if, better if I gave the dealership some money. So why don't I rob a bank? Like, I need to know more. What was your thought process here? Did you think you were going to get away with it? What it, what happened to you as a child that you're this fucking stupid today as an adult? (laughs) Like so many questions, (laughs) too many. I need to know. And I I would love to have a TV show that just sit down dumb criminals, talked about what they did. Did you learn something from it? Are you actually stupid? Maybe we give a really quick pop quiz to figure out a rough IQ idea there to see, oh, guys, turns out, womp, womp, they are actually fucking dumb. And this concludes this one. You know, that's what I want. I wish that we could do something like that. And I'm not even kidding, Scott, because I think you and I would have a great fucking time with that.
0: Sure. In fact, we could actually do it like a hybrid TV show. It's half interview based, but half game show based. We'll ask them questions about pop culture. And for every question they get right, they get six months knocked off their sentence. <laughs> <laughs> One more story. Uh, I don't know who I feel bad for in this case. I really don't. But I found this on Reddit the other day. It's a 22 year old who just shared the story that she had just gotten dumped By her 24-year-old boyfriend. They'd been together for three years. So he confronted her because she's been acting suspicious. There's a lot of people who have caught their partner cheating. And before they actually had the proof, they just had a feeling. They just sort of knew something's not right. Something's going on. Mm -hmm. And in this case, the guy was right. Something was wrong. She'd been going out at random times. And sometimes it was quick. And sometimes she was out for a long time. And and he knew. Like, something's up. So he confronted her. She said, I'm not cheating. He didn't believe her. He broke it off anyway. But she was cheating. Ish. See, he's a vegan. And she doesn't want to be a vegan. She just wanted McDonald's. She's been sneaking out (laughs) under the guise of all kinds of fake excuses like i gotta go and pick something up at the mall she was going to like fucking mcdonald's and shit like that and getting burgers so
1: (laughs) so in his mind was she a vegan like he thought that she had joined this lifestyle with him basically
0: i believe he thought she was a vegan or at least trying
1: oh my god that reminds me there's a scene in *Wonderlust*, great movie where jennifer aniston leaves the resort and they're all vegans and they they just basically eat whatever's grown from the earth kind of thing, blah, blah. And she takes off and goes to a diner, but ends up running into someone else who also lives on that resort and they both have a steak together. <laughs> but, okay, so i d- do you break up with someone over that? I guess it depends how hardcore you are. It's, it's, like, once you find out that that's the real reason. They aren't cheating with, on you with another person, but they are, it's a betrayal of sorts still. Is it not to say that you're doing something that means something to that person, but you're actually not?
0: Well, I mean, you used a great example when we talked about this on our show today. It's kind of like smoking. Yeah. If they're an ex-smoker or you're both ex-smokers and and you think, okay, we've done this. They've quit. I've quit. Whatever. But they didn't really quit. They're just hiding from you the fact that they are still smoking or started smoking again. That eh, some people would consider that a betrayal. I don't know if I'd break up with somebody over Mm -hmm. it, but uh, we all have our things that we want to we all have the hill that we're willing to die on. Yeah. In this guy's case, you can't convince him that she wasn't having an affair, that she wasn't cheating with another guy. He doesn't accept the fact that, No, I I wasn't. I was just wanted a fucking big man.
1: Like, think about how dirty that feeling would be. Let's say you're in that spot, right? Like, imagine your girlfriend's vegan and she thinks you're vegan, and you're like, "Fuck, I just really want a whopper right now." So, like, you leave the house. You're like, "I gotta go. Uh, I forgot something. Uh, I got. I'll be back in a bit." And you are like, what do you do? You go into like the Burger King drive-through. You stay in the parking lot and you just fucking mow down this burger. Get rid of all the evidence in the car. Spray yourself with like like, cologne or
0: perfume. (laughs) Heave the bag out the fucking window.
1: Not say a word. But I mean, again, I go back to that might matter a lot to that person. That might matter to the point where and it's hard for people who like myself. I mean, I'm in that same boat as you. I don't think it's worth breaking up with someone over if they decide that they want to choose a different lifestyle with their food than you. um, It wouldn't bother me enough. Uh, The smoking example would be another one like I don't like smoking either. If if my husband was doing it behind my back and I really, really hated it and he knew that I would be more upset about the the lie than the actual act of it. So maybe she should have come clean from the beginning and said, look, I've been acting silly because I've been eating meat and maybe it would have been all okay.
0: How does it work with with vegans? Maybe this is a question more for Dave tomorrow, but. In the same way that if somebody is uh, allergic to shellfish, if if your girl is allergic to shellfish, but you're not, but you go ahead and decide I'm going to pig out on some shrimp and lobster and then you guys start doing some shit. You can inadvertently pass that through bodily fluids onto your partner who could actually have an anaphylactic reaction, even though they didn't eat the shellfish. You basically injected it into them. Is there any concern about that with vegans? Like, no, I don't want anything to do with meat. But if you fuck somebody who just ate a hamburger, you're technically taken in meat. Is there any concern about that?
1: I don't know if there's a I mean, I wouldn't be. Yeah, that's a good question for for people who who have like hardcore allergies <laughs> or hardcore feelings on it. Um, I'm trying to think of scenarios. I mean, yeah, I know of a couple and, and he's he's a very hardcore vegan. And she at one point wasn't she is now, but she would uh, if I'm not mistaken, when she would order like a pizza with pepperoni, let's say. He didn't want to be around, but he knew about it. Hmm. It's just so, I don't know. It's just so interesting. It's just so interesting to me. But yeah, that that is dangerous. I mean, that's just straight up, you might kill somebody. Like, you got to be very careful. Or if you have a severe allergy to peanuts even, but that's not really a lifestyle. That's not really a choice of like lifestyle. You know what I mean? That's just food.
0: Well, the the transferring allergies from a non-allergic person to an allergic person is a real thing. I mean, my girlfriend, I I had to give her an ultimatum. Like, either you can switch to Tylenol from Advil or I'm not going to kiss you after you've taken an Advil because I'm highly allergic to them. Right. Anything that's got naproxen in it. So uh, that's a consideration. I won't have sex with your vagina because there's meat in there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is usually the reason why you want to have sex, isn't it?
0: Uh, We got to go, everybody. Thank you for listening to After 9. Tomorrow, the Big Friday show is on. Uh, Dave Blizzard will join us as he does every Friday. And enjoy the one-year anniversary. I don't know if you get a cake for this or you just drink a whole ton of booze, but uh, it's the one-year anniversary of COVID in Canada. Do what you want with that information. Yay! Are we celebrating this? (laughs) Have a good one, guys. Well, kids, that's our show for today. I must be going. So long. Farewell. I'm Fido saying goodbye. Goodbye to
1: you. I enjoyed the show. Goodbye. <laughs>